0: If your household is anything like ours it will not be unusual around usually 5.30 or 6 maybe 6.30 in an evening the phone rings and somebody is trying to sell you something could be double glazing if there are any double glazing salespersons here I love you don't, don't take it personally frequently the, the conversation goes something like well it's good that you've got double glazing it's good that you're in a rented house so ok you can't order anything new but let me at least explain to you what is on offer because I think we've got something that is a little bit better than what you've got in some way it's superior Even BT these days has no longer a monopoly. That's one of the first things we realised when we came back from Manila in the Philippines two years ago. There are all sorts of options for better deals. And in a real sense, this seems to have been, in a spiritual sense, what was going on in Colossae, in the middle of the first century. A better deal was being offered. A better gospel was on offer. A distorted gospel had arisen. We don't know exactly how that had arisen. It may have been because people were coming genuinely into the church from Greek and Roman backgrounds, bringing former ideas into the church. Or it may be that there were false teachers that were pushing particular ideas. But the result was clearly... Confusion, confusion in Colossae. Christ was no longer central to the gospel, the gospel that Epaphras had brought, and that some were questioning in the Colossian church. So Paul begins to unfold a strategy for dealing with this issue in chapter one. If you you flick back across chapter one very briefly. He reminds the Colossians there of the nature of the true gospel. Christ there in creation, in the cross, in the church, in the Colossians themselves. And he reassures the Colossian believers that they have rightly responded. First ten verses or so, he's reassuring them that they have responded to the right gospel. In the right way. And there's evidence there of conversion. Faith, hope, love. So the Corinthian lives, sorry, the Colossian lives are demonstrating true conversion. Then in chapter 2, he calls the Colossians to consider their conversion and to realize their position in Christ and most of chapter 2 is taken up with this and it is a remarkable section chapter 2 there in Colossians as kind of background to what we're having a look at today talks about what I've called a triple death experience now before I'm carted away as a heretic Let me explain what I mean by a triple death experience for every true believer. Have a look in verse 13. You, chapter 2, you were dead in your sins. There's the first contact with real death that all of us have. We were helpless. We were trapped in our sinful nature. We were dead in our sins. And then in verse 13 to 15, a second death here, the death of Christ. Christ died to make us alive. He redeemed, he forgave, he disarmed the demonic powers. And then verse 20 of chapter 2, you died with Christ to the basic principles of this world. You no longer, we no longer belong to this world. A believer is dead to this world. So the Colossians had died with Christ, but he also adds in verse 12 of chapter 2 that they have been buried with Christ. You have been buried with Christ in baptism. And in the same verse, you have been raised with Christ through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. That is the position of the Colossian believers. Dead, buried, raised. With Christ. So Paul is encouraging the believers. He's reaffirmed the, the true gospel. He's shown that they, are, then, that they are really converted. And then in chapter 2, he's showing them where they are now, at this point of time, in Christ. So, end of sermon. Is that it? Not at all. Because he then writes to them chapters 3 and 4. But one final thought before we move into chapter 3. Three times there's an emphasis that comes through from Paul here. Beginning in chapter 1 in verse 9 and 12. The apostle prays for their perseverance The perseverance of these believers Their continuance Someone once said that it's a wonderful thing To see a person come to Christ For the first time Right at the the start of their new life But it's almost a more wonderful thing To see that person continuing to walk with the Lord After 10 years, 20 years, 30 years and in chapter 1, Paul is praying for their perseverance and their continuation and then in chapter 1, verse 23 he's talked about their redemption being presented holy in God's sight verse 23, if you continue in your faith established and firm he pronounces continuation almost as a condition of redemption and then in chapter 2 verse 6 he pleads that having received Christ as Lord they will continue to live in him so how are they to continue, how are we to continue to live in Christ he spends the rest of chapter 2 demolishing false roots of continuation that some in Colossae were picking up legalistic observances initiation ceremonies possibly from their former religions ascetic practices where they were punishing the body visionary experiences mysticism, special knowledge he goes through all these in chapter 2 and sets them on one side and basically says this is not the way forward Indeed it was from these very religious systems that Christ had set them free to live a new life. But how can we possibly live a new life? There's only one answer that Paul offers. It's being by being made a new person. He reminds the Colossians that they have died with Christ been buried with Christ and now they're related to the exalted Christ because they've been raised with Christ and it's that relationship that makes possible a new life it is a remarkable thing is it not to for any of us to walk out into Charlotte Square today and you you get chatting to someone introduce yourself and they ask you where you're from and you say, well, I'm from, say, Kostorfen, but I'm also living in heaven. Can you imagine the response? Even more of a response if you then say to them, well, I've actually died, I'm actually dead. Uh, More than that, I've actually been buried already. And more than that, just to top the icing on the cake, I've actually been raised with Christ already. Can you imagine the bizarre response that you would get to that sort of situation? And yet that is the reality. Paul is using past tenses in chapter 2. In a real sense, the resurrection has already happened. Not only a future bodily resurrection, but a a resurrection already. He's claiming that all that has happened to Jesus already, death, burial, resurrection has happened to the Colossian believers already. Three times Paul uses this phrase, with Christ. And so remarkable is this, that he comes back again in chapter 3. Chapter 3 verse 1, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above and here I believe is the hinge on which the door swings the whole of this letter swings on this hinge chapter 3 verses 1 to 4 Paul unlocks the whole argument of his letter in these four verses I suspect possibly that we have lacked an emphasis in our gospel presentation in our Christian living, on the resurrection of Christ. Clear that the death of Christ is central in the Gospel, but have we overlooked, to a degree, the resurrection of Christ? It's a theory that I'm trying to think through a lot. I'm presenting it to some of my students at ICC, and some of my former students. So if you have any questions on this, see Colin Adams, he'll be uh, delighted to answer your questions later. If we have... Lacked an understanding or an awareness or an application of resurrection, already resurrected. Maybe that goes some way to explaining why many believers seem to get stuck in the Christian life or they wander. We all struggle with ongoing, continuing sin. Why do believers confess Christ and yet struggle to move forward so much of the time? Our death with Christ severed our links. It cut through our links with our former life, our previous living. And our resurrection with Christ brings us into union with Christ and into living his life Christ's life so there's our position dead buried raised with Christ absolutely